This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. Hello, it's Spooko. We're spooking it out. <laughs> Shag, I was no, I was doing something. You go, you no, go. Was, let's keep this in, okay? So that people get an insight into <laughs> the respect I have for you when you've got a view to share. <laughs> Shag, <laughs> that's the insight that I think's nice. Shag, what would you like to share with us all? No, Peach, because you you had a thing. Let's just go. You go. You go. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Spooko, here we are. Uh-huh. We're talking about my fears, right? Yeah. Horror films. They are scary. And so I thought it'd be worth doing the first bit of research I've ever done for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> To find out some things other people fear. Just in time for Christmas. All right, let's the, do this. The, the top 10 things people fear most, right? Siri told me all about this. Okay. Um, so let's just see how they rate on your fear rating and my fear rating. Okay, so these are the top 10 things people fear most. Yeah, I think my fears are sort of horror Who, films. Where was this? Where, where, where's this from? What's the, the source? internet. It's on my telephone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> DrReese.com. Right. I don't know if that stinks. Or... <laughs> All right, so the Exceptional Dentistry <laughs> is the subtitle. All right, Dr. Reese. All right, let's do this. Come on. Okay. How do you feel about public speaking? Love it. I love it. I lean into it. Me too. I'm probably better than you at it, and you're pretty good at it. So I'm, that was mean. I'm amazing. I am so much better at you. Like, <laughs> but actually, genuinely real talk. On the record, I'm better than you at it. <laughs> Genuinely, real talk, I am a far superior speaker than you and most. But like, don't oh, feel bad oof, about it. Oof. Don't feel like. I think actually, actually, <laughs> actually, <laughs> like not to really like like I am a superior public speaker. Don't feel <laughs> don't feel bad because not many people are better than I. If anyone is. I am a better speaker than you. But I'm among them who are better. That's why I feel so good. Pidge, there are so many things you're great at, but public, public speaking, speaking is just... So we agree that we agree that we're both top-tier public speakers. <laughs> I'm marginally high-tier. wasn't even a humble brag. It was just like, we're great. But, you know, sometimes you just got to own it. You've got to be like, I'm bad at a lot of things, but I can do public speaking. Yeah, look, Shag, amazing public speaker. Hopefully, I'm even better than I'm that. Really, so. I, I really hope all of these fears are things I'm good at. Let's go. Come on. Uh, this one's a bit vague. Heights? Heights are medium scary, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't love you heights. Might, you might fall out. I wouldn't say I'm great at heights. All right, fuck heights. That's it's boring. Number three, and I suspect this is, is leading into promotion for old DrReese.com. <laughs> it leads me to think he's, he or she is making it up. Going to the dentist. 
I've heard that actually. Oh my god! I'm happy to go to the dentist. I really I'm like going to the dentist. I like the feeling after being at the dentist. Oh, those clean teeth. I'm thinking I've got oh, clean yeah. teeth, and I also love, even as an almost 38 year old, I love when mm. the dentist is like, "You've taken really good care of your teeth." Like nothing feels better than praise from the dentist for nothing. how I've taken care of my. What about hearing me speak in public? <laughs> <laughs> it must be like a spiritual experience for you, Shay. You must be like, "Fuck, Beach is the best." <laughs> snakes number four they're fine they're I a bit scary yep, who gives a shit they're a bit scary flying fuck off that's not actually scary but you know I get it turbulence yeah, is a bit I get scary it. when you're totally, playing yeah, yeah. spiders and insects you're scared of spiders I can't deal with spiders oh but like generally I'm a bit scared of like you know it's a bit scary I am very scared of spiders so mm, I get fine. that enclosed spaces yep fine you know it's a bit scary if you want to be in enclosed space fine fucking mice Mice number eight mm. of the scariest stuff of all time with dentistry at number three. I think Dr. Reese, Shag might have fucked this up. But that's just my respectful view as the greatest public speaker of all time. I, I Okay, so number one, <laughs> I love that we've gone through a list of the top ten fears that was on the dentistry website that was content to get people to... In- go, go to, to drreese.com.au. Oh, it's no .au, it's American. So that's, Do you want to hear the number nine fear? That, oh, is, that it, is, is it not drinking rashes? Fucking dogs. A, dogs. Oh, really? Fuck off, Dr. Reese. You suck. Ten thunder and lightning. Now, if anyone's thinking... That's going a fear to, of dogs. I feel like... <laughs> it's a fear of dogs. It is. Now, drreese.com, you mm-hmm. might have played yourself because my suggestion is um, don't go to Dr. Reese because she or he or it or they obviously know sweet FA about anything. That is interesting, though, and I'm glad mm. you finally done some research for this podcast. Which, Thank you. But you, you didn't even really need to because it really is all about exposing you to your fears. Yes. Let's go back to mm. the very first film we did, Hereditary, right? Uh, so, Paymon is a pretty creepy character. Don't tell me fucking Paymon's back. Paymon is not creepy at all. What, really? You don't think Paymon's creepy? Not creeped out at all. Did it's, you? Has that film resonated hum- with you at all? With you at all. It's the human stuff. Okay, right. Gotcha. It's the humans who follow Paymon. That's the spook out. So, I want to tell you something. I was speaking. Just keep it a secret and just no, give it. A- no, no. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> tell me. Oh no, you tell for podcast. No, because this no, doesn't. Cool. This doesn't make any sense as a secret. I love your. I love the way you tell secrets on this what podcast. What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy that. I think it's funny. No, this is a serious thing. So, mm. at some point. During this spooky night, we we we. we it's accept, been a long, motherfucking spooky we, night. We we accept mm. that this podcast lives in a strange continuum where mm. it both happens over one night. Yep. But people have listened to episodes and fed back about those episodes. Strongly agree so with that, that being spooky. That is a thing that happens. So, mm. really good friend of mine, Amber, was listening to the first episode, and you know, thank, thanks, Amber. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Like, I totally appreciate anyone listening to this. Especially so, Amber, so nice. now she, our favorite. Amber, what's up? And Rob. Now she. Amber and Rob, what's now up? Amber is a bit like you in the fact that she can't deal with scary movies, but mm-hmm. she was saying that. Her, the, even just hearing the plot of Hereditary freaked her out so much that she couldn't keep listening. And okay, so so two things, two things. Number one, how would she feel about dogs then? <laughs> but but number one, she's also a cat person. But <laughs> number number one, 
it's so fucking awesome when people listen and I think that's amazing. Oh, yeah, so thank man. you, Amber. Thank you so, so much. But number Anyone two, I'm in. also kind of glad because I didn't want this to be like a... Like I wanted this to be actually a bit spooky for people. I wanted mm. people who can't deal with horror movies to still get some sort of mm. element of the spookness. So I'm super glad about that. And I guess in the spirit of finding out about that Ugh. and the fact that even though it's one spooky night, it's also actually Christmas right now, I thought we should go with a film no, that's about no. another holiday, another religious experience by the same director of Hereditary. Today, we're doing Midsummer. Oh, for fuck's sake. So we've, I mean, probably talked too much about <clears throat> the magic of this night. It's almost like a Christmas miracle because obviously today is a Christmas episode, mm. uh, even though it's all happening on the same night. Yeah, this is a Christmas. It's almost a Christmas, Christmas miracle that mm. we've, you know, some magical force realizes that, realized that you needed to get over horror movies, so it would make this night be as long as it needed to be, uh, even if that included things happening in our lives in the seconds between. And so crazily, this is this is it's actually action packed. <laughs> this has been an action packed <laughs> night in the space of you watching the trailer to Midsummer, that yes. you did just then, which was about just two minutes and thirty five seconds, mm. uh, include or what, including a couple of ads at the start from YouTube. So let's say three minutes. <laughs> um, we're joined by a special guest, uh, Adele Kapush, uh, previously from FBI fame, and uh, our child, who we've managed to have in the last. Hey, it's a little baby. <laughs> Rashes, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey. So glad we got a shout out to Dare Rashes say, in there. Yeah. How are you, Adele? Yeah, great. How's the golden child? Yeah, wonderful. Well, I mean, yeah. Child is not crying at the moment. So wonderful. Let's let's see if you can make it through this synopsis. This is a bit of a wriggly rick. So uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on to this episode of yep. Spooko Adele mm. is... Oh, oh, and you're, you're there yeah, as well, sorry. Peach. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're always on the episode. Uh, was because we saw this film together uh, with your uh, mum who yeah. doesn't <laughs> like scary films. Do you remember no. why we decided that this would be a film that you could watch? Who made... Uh, what This person made a film before Midsummer. Or oh, Ari Aster, who Ari made Aster Hereditary. Made Hereditary, and I thought that my mum would enjoy Hereditary, and I still do to this day, even though it is extremely spooko. Um, so, yeah, I was sort of like, oh, he's made this amazing movie. Why don't you come along? There wasn't a lot else that was on at the Dendi that night. Mm. So, and it was the, it was the uh, opening night of the movie as well. And we were really excited. So I was like, mum, come along. And oh my goodness. So we, we saw, still laugh about it. Well, we saw it in a packed <laughs> cinema and it really was a shared experience, not just between me, Adele and her mum, who was not dealing with the gore super well, <laughs> but also the audience who also weren't dealing with the gore super well. <laughs> So let's launch straight into this, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is the follow-up to Hereditary, probably even more acclaimed than Hereditary for Ari Real talk. This is his, like, star maker moment. Came out in 2019. I was about to say came out this year, but again, the uh, it's hazy when yeah. this night actually happens. But, hey, what you know, whatever. It's the magic of it, the Christmas magic. So it begins with Collie student Danny Ardor, who is a... Da- Danny... D-A-N-I, so... Yeah, a lady. A lady, Danny. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, college student Danny Ardo is traumatised after her sister Terry kills herself and their parents Ugh. by filling their home 
home with carbon monoxide. <laughs> and we should talk about this shot, right? It's Do you remember this? Horrifying. Yeah, it's in one shot. It's in one shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And it starts with we go into the house, we see the parents who are dead in the bed, and then we go out into a hallway, I well, think. I, I believe you start by going in the house and you're following a sort of a hose or a pipe. Yes. And you're following it around the house and it's going upstairs uh, through a bedroom into another room and sort of weaving its way through. It's horrifying. And then you get to the end and I think you see their bedroom first and the dead parents laying in the bed. It's just absolutely awful. Now it here, makes your heart wrench. It's so bad. And now here's where this film gets hilarious. Like, this movie is kind of funny, but also so dark and depressing. Hello, Golden Child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that... This movie's not just about spooks, but it's also about the relationship between Danny and her really shit boyfriend. So, Ugh. as it says, this incident, as they're calling it, Christ. so this is Danny's the murder-suicide uh, murder yes. of her entire family, Christ. strains the relationship with her emotionally distant boyfriend. Uh, that's like, uh, I can't believe yeah. that. Yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a dick. Now, his name's Christian Hughes, and he's an anthropology graduate student. So, that's going to be... that's gonna 22-year-old boys are pretty much 17-year-old boys, which are the worst kind. Also, dumb question, anthropology? Uh, Isn't it like social... It's a social science, and I think it's a study of other cultures. I think that's kind of... That's the vibe, isn't it? That is the vibe. That is the vibe. So, anyway, so... Funny there was like an online encyclopedia that you had access to (laughs) that you could confirm stuff like this. So, the following summer... Danny learns that Christian and his friends, Mark and Josh, have been invited by their Swedish friend, Pele, to attend a midsummer celebration at Pele's ancestral commune, the Haga, in Housingland. So not only are they still together, but a year after her the murder-suicide, he's trying to get away from her by having a secret holiday with his friends to Sweden. And if my memory serves me correctly, Pele is a bit of a babe. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't know that's, if that's part of it. Sexy dudes all around. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pele explains that this iteration of the celebration only occurs every 90 years. Christian had not told Danny about the trip, and the two argue. In an attempt to patch things up because he's a good guy, Christian reluctantly invites Danny oh, to come along. God, I hate well, I hope he gets. Oof. Is there like a. Oof. That's my one for. Ooh. I mean, a big thing about horror movies is often, you know, they do give you satisfaction by making sure. Sh- if they paint a character as, as unlikable, mm. chances are. Yeah, man. They're going to have a satisfying death. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. Let's kill him. So, anyway, so. The group flies to Sweden and arrives at the commune where they meet Simon and Connie, an English couple invited by Pele's communal brother, Ingmar. So notice that Pele's invited his friends yes. and Ingmar has also invited his friends to yes. this celebration that happens every 90 years. Yeah, yeah. Look, nothing suspicious here. This is good. Now, he offers the group psilocybin. Psilocybin? Psilocybin. Psilocybin. It's a psychedelic. And under the influence of the drug, Danny has hallucinations of Terry, her sister. I remember watching this. I'm very drug innocent and mm. I remember Adele when we were watching this you were like this is Very exactly accurate portrayal of taking drugs and but, but specifically like psychedelics right yeah I think mushrooms are acid mm. yeah it's pretty crazy It's and it's really well done if you would only watch the movie up until this bit 
it would be very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> what changes after this bit? It's the, it's the, things. <laughs> it's the like period piece drama cut. Where <laughs> they just, you know, the dropped and screwed version. They're having like a tough time with a partner. They go to a holiday. They have some drugs. <laughs> the Classic. We patched it up, dude. And it was a midsummer for everybody. Okay. Tensions rise after the group witnesses an attestupa where two commune elders die by senicide by leaping from a clifftop. Okay, let's stop here because a lot has happened here. Mm -hmm. Now, luckily, Wikipedia has allowed us the link for an attestupa. Yes, but let's, that's a classic. It's just an old-fashioned... Let's follow this link. It's a classic. Okay, it's it's a name given to a number of precipices in Sweden. The name supposedly denotes sites where ritual senicide took place during Nordic prehistoric times, whereby elderly people threw themselves or were thrown to their deaths. Senicide. This is old, old person killing. You are a long way from senicide, little man. It's okay. Don't stress. <laughs> little person. <laughs> this is Dick Smith's, uh, Dick Smith's sort of fantasy. Flash, this Always, is what he's about. Is Dick Smith like a social Darwinist? Oh, no. Dick Smith's like, hey, guys, we just need um, to solve overpopulation. So they're going to fund a prize to see if we can just sort it all out. Because we we've got a lot of population going on. Is that so. what happens when people... People try to solve overpopulation. Eventually, it's like, who Seen can we aside. kill? Who can There's we kill? There's only one. There's only one path. <laughs> so, according to legend, this was done when old people were unable to support themselves or assist in a household. That's a pretty rough try. I know. Like, imagine the next day, you're like, hey, mum, come help with this. It's like, no, I can't really help with that. You're like, oh, mum, really need some help with this. I really, I mean, come on. There's a precipice just yeah, around the corner. Like, look, that's an old out of stupor around here. Like, <laughs> it's not here for a haircut. <laughs> okay, so so first of all, we, we need to talk about mm. this scene because it's Ariasta. They don't cut away from these elders falling off the rocks. In fact, both of them fall to their... One of them falls to their death and there's like a leg being shattered that is just disgusting. Blech. And another one falls but doesn't quite die. Ugh. Yeah. Have you ever thought about what it would look like... A 70-odd <laughs> something jumping, I don't know, what was it, 100 metres to their death? Oh, to not quite die. And as I said, well, the male elder survives the fall, so the cult mimics his wails of agony. So all of the cult who are watching oh, so like all start, like, because he, well, not they're, they're, whether they're mocking him or they're sharing his pain, but oh. they're all, he's screaming on the ground because he's obviously, like, near death but still alive. They're all mocking him. <sighs> And one of the members comes along and crushes his skull with a mallet. And yep. when we say crushes his skull with a mallet, we see a close-up. The entire frame is just his head. And we see a mallet crush his skull. And it's I th- absolutely horrifying. And I think at this point, this is this is why I was super, like, uh, you know, this is this is so memorable for Adele and I. Because when we were watching this with, uh, with her <laughs> mum as well, for some reason, all three of us in unison... Laughed. Burst out laughing. Yeah. We were. Yep, yep, yep. There we was. Were, an, I, I feel like the whole cinema might. Was it at this point they were I laughing? Feel like, yeah, we I were. I feel like everybody was sort of like, "Oh my god, what can you do apart from laugh?" What can you do, right? Yeah. It's just like anyway, anyway, anyway. So, 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 so. Oh 
golden child. We love you. So cult el- elder Siv explains that this is a perfectly normal expression of Haga's view on death, stating that every member must do the same at the age of 72. The Christ, s- that's my retirement age. <laughs> Fuck, I'm on the record about that. The scene deeply disturbs the group, particularly Danny, but they decide to stay again. One of those horror movie things where they're like, look, that this was is just- a bit spooky, but let's just, let's just see how it all pans out. <laughs> Both at the behest of Pele and because Midsummer traditions are the subject of Josh's thesis. So one of the members who's come along is also an anthropology student, not Christian, the shitty boyfriend, yeah. but Josh. And he's like, this is cool. Ooh, I'm going to write a thesis on you guys. I to die, though. I'm super amped. But, <laughs> but also, if you're already a thesis student, you're not just waiting for inspiration to be like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, let's see how my thesis is going to go. Just to... Is he taking notes? Is he interviewing people? He, no, he, he is. And he does start interviewing people okay. to the um, detriment of his well-being. Oh. But we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. So Simon and Connie, remember, they're the London friends who were invited by the other member of the group. What? Des- Simon and Connie, mate? Now, they decide... They, they, <laughs> it is like that. They decide to leave in it. Now, as Connie is gathering her things, an elder tells her that Simon has already left for the train station without her. You what? Confused and frustrated, Connie decides to leave on her own. Again, like, again, poor Man, decision. Mobile phones exist. <laughs> like, come on now. Later, a woman's scream is heard in the distance. Why do they have that line in the Wikipedia just, entry? We'll just, we'll just leave it in there. Okay. Just for flavour. Okay. Just for atmosphere. Yeah, right. And this is scary because I feel like this couple are the most sort of realistic couple mm. in, in the film. Because the rest of the couples are sort of like... Someone's trying to write a thesis about it and someone's mourning their dead parents or whatever, but these people have some sort of grip on reality. They're a real sort of posh and becks kind of couple, are they? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, let's get out of here. This is kind of... But I still can't get over the fact that she's like, where's my boyfriend? One of the dudes is like, and if I remember correctly, he goes, oh, actually, our trucks only have space for one passenger, so I've already taken him without telling you, but why don't you come with me as well? And she's like, this is suspicious. And she's like, but... and she's like he would never leave <laughs> yeah, me. But it's probably the safest thing to go with you guys <sighs> to the station. <sighs> Christian decides, Christian's a shitty boyfriend now. Oh. Not only is he a shitty boyfriend, he's also a shitty friend, but he also decides to do his thesis on the Haga, creating a <laughs> rift between him and Josh. So Josh is like, being like, Josh is like, cool, I'm going to do my thesis on this. This is awesome. Maybe a couple of days later, mm. Christian's like, hey, hey, man, do you mind if I also do... Like, he's actually like, hey, man, do you mind? Because I think I'm going to do this too. And Joss is like, well... Okay. Christian's maybe my favourite fictional character. <laughs> so, meanwhile, Josh, who is actually a student and isn't just Christian being a dick, attempts to solicit more information on the commune's ancient runic practices, which are based on paintings made by a... If they're runic, go read the fucking runes, Josh. Well, Well, it's hard to, though. And it's hard to decipher them. They need some help from locals. Yes. And they're based on paintings made by a member conceived through incest, whom they consider an oracle. Now, you remember from the trailer, the guy with the misshapen head? That's that's this oracle oh, yes, character. Oh, loves... Um, um strange looking Unusual children. Unusual looking yeah. people. But not to say that the girl from Hereditary was conceived through incest. 
I agreed. Nor, yeah. nor this actor necessarily. No, no. But there is an element of freak show to it that I find a little bit gross. Now, after Mark, who's another one of the friends, who's kind of the comic relief, who just walks around being like, when are we going to get laid, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm doing my thesis on. Now, he accidentally <laughs> urinates on an ancestral tree. Like, he just goes and takes a piss, thinking it's a normal tree, and everyone gets really angry and incites the fury of the cult. Now, he's then lured away by a female member to whom he had previously mentioned he was attracted. Oh, that's awesome. I was super angry, angry with you and it fades away. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is, this is going well. Now, that night, Josh sneaks into a temple to photograph the cult's sacred runic text. He's distracted by a partially nude man. And when I say partially nude man, you can see his ding dong. Uh, hey, wearing he's Mark- wearing a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> wearing Mark's skin, face and legs. And is hit so over... wearing Mark's skin, face yeah, and Yeah, so legs. Mark's... So Mark's the one that got... Lo- he's the comic relief. Oh, uh, yeah, sick. So he's wearing... It's group, always yeah, right. that doofus. Yeah. the first to die. Yeah, good call. Like, do we recognise him or is it Leatherface style? You you kind of don't really know it's him. You're just like, someone's wearing someone's skin. That's okay. gross and creepy. And this like, is one I guess who's skin. Yeah, because the whole movie's super atmospheric, but every now and then there's a moment like this where it's like, oh, well, that's right. We're in a creepy movie, not like a prolonged, tension-filled <laughs> film. <clears throat> So this partially nude man wearing Mark's skinned face and legs is uh, hits him over the head with a mallet, after which his body is dragged out of the temple. They love mallets. They do. They bloody love them. (laughs) 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 They should study mallets. They're They're skulls are pretty strong. So so they're they're super long. So they're like they're like person tall. Yes. And the the actual hammer of the mallets. They're Quite. like those, um, you know, those old-timey circuses with the guy in the sort of, like, jumpers yes. that would... Um, it feels like Harley Quinn is what I've got in mind. It feels like it's like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, gang, so bang. Then, ugh, I hate that character. That is where I'm coming to. There we go. I assumed you were talking about Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad, or you just mean any Harley Quinn? No, uh, like, no, the Batman character. Like, she walks around with a very large Yeah, okay, so you're talking about the comics, right, opposed to the... I don't know, did she Mar- do Mar- Margot Robbie's Margot version Robbie. of it. Does a Margot Robbie have a um, stick with a thing? Yeah, oh, I don't mallet? remember. I hated that movie so much. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I remember not hating it as much as everyone oh. else, but being just a little bit bored. Just being like, yeah, oh, it's also bit bored. very boring. And the, yeah, anyway, we shouldn't go down there. Oh, the ropes guy. Remember the ropes guy? is like my special <laughs> So meanwhile, lots of people have gone missing. Weird stuff's happened. Mm. But the next day, Danny is coerced into taking more psychedelics uh, and participates in a Maypole dancing competition. Now, this is super cool, right? So basically, all of the women of the village, including Danny, are dressed up in these, you know, traditional Swedish garb. And they dance around a maypole in this like set, pretty simple dance. But they've all had psychedelics, and basically they have a competition where the last person to drop from exhaustion wins and becomes the May Queen. And in a surprise upset, Danny, Danny, wimp, 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 sick. So this is like step up three. This is awesome. <laughs> so she wins and is crowned. Step May- up three, the Haga. Awesome. <laughs> she becomes a May Queen, an esteemed title in the cult. 
At the same time, Christian is drugged and participates in a sex ritual designed to impregnate one of the cultists. All right. Oh, my goodness. So we need we need to talk about this. So what what isn't mentioned here is they are building up to this the whole way through. So the whole time, while Christian and Danny are participating in these like rituals, meals and ceremonies and stuff, there's this girl that's clearly taking a liking to Christian to the point where she bakes a pie for him with her pubes in it. Yeah, I think. she puts her pubes in it. She's ginger head girl. Is she the ginger head girl? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. how we know they're her pubes because yes. he pulls out ginger pubes and we're like, oh. And apparently that's a way for him to show... To, anyway. And he looks up and she's smiling across the table. Man, Does I he like that pie? <laughs> <laughs> Does he like that pie? <laughs> so, 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 in this craziness of the May Queen stuff, Christian uh, uh, takes the eye of this girl. She leads him into this room where... There is a ring of naked women from the village and it's not like a sexy scene. It's a very sort of animalistic, raw, paganistic scene. Uh, and they're all standing around and she leads him down onto the ground where they just start having sex, right? And he's weirded out by it, but but being a classic gross doofus, he's, he's like, like yeah, man, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> But as it keeps going, the, the women around them start cheering them on, but also start like pushing them and like like as in to oh, be like, whoa. let's That's do really this. Freaking. So bizarre. <laughs> okay. yeah, right. And they're all the women are naked. Yes. And they range from ages from like I don't know, sixteen to ninety six. Exactly. It's- it's pretty funny. This is when the whole cinema started pissing themselves laughing. Well, I was going to say, like, <laughs> sexual performance is reliant in part on, in my experience, sort of comfort and True. intimacy and this <laughs> yeah. sort of True. thing. Like, this would be a... True. I mean, you've had that sex before. Confront. I've had it several times. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. There have never been other people there, is my thing. Apart, Pushing apart from you. <laughs> this really felt like we went through something as a cinema together. Yeah, this, this bonded. This was the bonding moment. Yeah, not just you, me, and your mum, but the whole cinema. <laughs> also because... This this scene goes for like ten minutes. Oh, it what? doesn't end. Like you see, this from, is like the Suspiria whisper in your ear and your head blows up. Yeah, this is like that. Yes. yes, ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Now while this is happening, Danny sneaks off from her like May Queen crew because she's like, "What's happening in that uh, sex house? <laughs> What's happening in that yeah. sex den?" They're like, "You probably don't want to go over." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, she goes over, awesome. looks through the door, sees what's happening, and just flips out. She's like, okay, I've had psychedelics. All of this weird stuff's happening. And I think it's just, it's now it comes to the head what a crap dude Christian is. Yep. I think this is the moment where he's like, where she's like, what have I done? Come and look at my thesis, mate. So at this point, she runs into another room and all of her sort of May Queen acolytes follow her. And she starts having a panic attack and screaming. And you might have seen this in the trailer where they all start screaming with her. Like uh, she's yeah, screaming right and they're the like screaming back mm. at her. Almost like they're sharing her pain. Uh, it's, a, it's a mirror of that scene from the... Yeah, from the start, yeah. From yeah. the scene aside at the start. After the ritual, a nude and disoriented Christian discovers Josh's buried leg and (laughs) finds Simon, who has been ritually dismembered as a blood eagle. Now, do you know what a... Do either of you guys know what a blood eagle is? Uh, No. I'm amazed there's a term for it. So it's when they cut down... They cut the skin of your back sort of off and then pin it up so your skin almost becomes sort of wings and hang you by your back skin. So, like, your body's exposed. I remember this scene. It was disgusting. And he comes... And so he sees that and he freaks out. It's a barnyard thing. Yeah, exactly. 
And then he turns around and then one of the members of the cult Hits blows another psychedelic. Mallet. Oh, but no. it's psychedelic. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for these fucking mallets. <laughs> no, just blows some psychedelics in his mouth and then he is knocked out. Okay. We're up to the final bit of the film. Ugh. And the only thing... Like, I loved this film, but the only obvious thing about this film was obviously everyone was going to be sacrificed. Like... That was, yeah, oh, that was or just that protagonist well the protagonists were all like obviously they like I mean why else would they have been brought here why is it a horror film yep. and so when they reveal that yes they have been brought here to be sacrificed it feels like it should be a much bigger reveal or twist than it actually but is yeah, like, yeah, yeah 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 so anyway so the cult gathers together with the paralyzed Christian and explains to Danny that to purge the commune of its evil, nine human sacrifices must be offered. The first four victims are outsiders. So Josh, yep. who was killed. Um, Mark, yep, who was killed. Out. Yep. Uh, Connie and Simon, the English couple. Yep, pull one out for dead homies. Uh, they were all lured that's to four, them. Yeah. yeah, so that's four. Lured to them by Pele and Ingmar. The next four victims are cult members. Mm. So two sacrificed elders and two volunteers. And these volunteers are like, yep, that's like they're yep. happy to do it. They're mm. like, cool. They yeah, want to die. Yeah, yep. they're like, cool, I'm into this. Yeah. I want to help this out. So that's eight, right? May Queen. As May Queen, Danny has to choose the ninth and final victim, either Christian or a villager Torjborn. Torbjorn. Torbjorn. Great name. Angry over his betrayal, she chooses to sacrifice Christian. Sick. Now, now they don't reveal this straight away. They're like, "You've got a choice," and then and they like, sort of mm, yeah. thinking music, dun, dun, <laughs> and they dun, sort of build dun. up to it. <laughs> Now, to sacrifice them, what they do is the whole time in this film, there's mm. been this sort of weird pyramid structure that no one's sort of talked about. So what they do is these nine people get put in this pyramid structure and then it's burnt and then everyone dies <laughs> inside it <laughs> and then the village is fine for the next 90 years Gosh. unless you piss on that tree. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so. Still paralyzed, he's stuffed into a disemboweled bear, which is never real. They never really explain that. No, the bear thing's weird. The bear, they're just like, he's stuffed into a bear. At one point at the start of the film, they walk past a bear and they're like, there's a bear in the Check village. There's a bear, I love it. Yeah, and then you're like, something's going to happen with this bear, and that's all it is. He's stuffed into a bear. It's all a bear. Like pulling out for your dead bear, actually. Yeah. Now, now, he's placed in the temple alongside the other sacrifices. So, most of the people are dead. And then the two alive ones are given some sort... Are they given, like, a drug? They're given, like, a drug or something to deal with the fire, I think. Oh, okay. I don't remember that part. Yeah, the two volunteers are like, hey, take this. You're being super brave. Thanks heaps for killing yourself yeah. for the tribe. For the... And they get to hallucinate their way to death. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... The temple is set on fire and starts to burn and everybody starts to watch. Now... When a fire starts to burn. <laughs> <laughs> if this film came out after that first Disclosure album, which I think they'll never top, that would have been like the best homage oh. clip that they could have done. That would have been so, so good. <laughs> so, so good. one out for your dead sophomore record. So anyway, so anyway, if you remember th this idea of the villagers sharing the pain, as the fire starts to take hold, the two volunteers... Clearly, the hallucinogens aren't working super well for them. So they just start to scream in agony. When that happens, all the villagers who are watching start to scream in agony crazily as well. And then the camera cuts to Danny. And at first, she's like, what's going on? Then she starts to smile. And then she starts screaming in agony with the rest of the crew. Yes. And that's the end of the film. 
Yes, <laughs> She's into <yes>. it. <laughs> oh, that was a pretty satisfying death. That was a good movie, hey? It's a super good movie. It's a really good movie. It's like we said, it's really scary. And when the guy jumps off the cliff, they go back to his head smashing against the rock multiple times. Yeah. It's really bizarre. It's weird. It's gross. That's a really good point. For some reason during the film, you see that heap, like they just keep having flashbacks to it. They're like, guys, remember when? Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. We haven't forgotten. We will never forget. This night's done over here. I'm getting another rashes. See you soon. This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?